It's a great day to be a Grizzly. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, here to Beyond the Glory podcast. I'm your host, Matt Mahoney. I told you I had a special treat for you, and it comes in the form of our newest sports information director and the uh, latest of Grizzly to be a part of our staff in Dale Long. Dale, say hi to the people. Hello, Grizz Nation. Um, we are excited to have you here. Today, my goal is to get people ready for opening day. We've got four of them, so to speak, softball, baseball, and men's and women's tennis. So that's four teams we're going to preview uh, the season to get everybody ready. Dale, I won't ask for any predictions, but I do want some excitement. Can you can you get me excited today? Oh, we're definitely excited about Thursday's opening day for baseball. All right, well, first let's tackle to softball. Let's go to Cat Islandburg yes. squad over at the Grizzly Softball Complex. They're coming off their most successful season, 50 wins, nine losses, and a tie. And, again, they're for the fourth season, third season in a row, they're one game away from going to the World Series. They're trying to get over that hump. They returned six starters from a team a year ago that's now ranked number seven in the preseason poll. Yeah, there's a lot of optimism uh, on the softball diamond, uh, returning an all-conference uh, pitcher of the year in Taylor Hansis. Um, you know, in softball, pitching wins a lot of games, and you got a veteran in there. She's now her junior. Um, she, she's experienced, and uh, you know, you got a lot of re- returning pieces, a, a pre- uh, an All-American from last year, uh, you know, just a lot of uh, the entire outfield's coming back. So you got a lot of uh, pieces that uh, Coach Eilenberg can uh, can work with and intertwine uh, with some newcomers that are very talented as well. The first game of the season, you're going to look at the starting lineup and go, oh, I remember her. You're going to remember Aubrey Cox, Nikki Cook, um, uh, Raquin Rossetti. you got Taylor Hansis inside the center circle. The everyday player, Alyssa Melton, is going to be in the infield for you. And so you're going to be like, okay, I'm very familiar with this team. But Coach Eilenberg has done a great job in picking out specific needs and positions, and she brought in some great offensive weapons for this team. You're going to see them right out of the gate this season, and I, I can't wait. I'm excited. Um, Dale, what's the mentality? You've been to practice. You've talked to Coach. What's the mentality? What's the aura around this team here in the preseason? I think it's what you when you start talking about this team, it's the finish. It's to get to – uh, Claremont, Florida, get to the NAI World Series. They've been so close. This team is is motivated. Um, number seven, I mean, people around the country know what this team is capable of and that the, the World Series is definitely uh, a real possibility this season. We had a chance to talk to Cat Eilenberg, and I asked her, what's the hardest part about coming off a 50-win season? People think that's what you should do. Um, you know, 50 wins is an incredible milestone, and it's just – it means you had a lot of games that you got to play. It's not necessarily about the wins that you got to earn. So let's hope we get to play 50 games this season. Let's hope the weather cooperates. Uh, the snow has not done that lately, but, you know, that's all part of it. Each season's unique because you can't predict some of those things. Expectations have been pretty simple this year. Um, you know, there's a level that you are expected to get to. So if that makes sense, like the expectation is you know the expectation. Don't come in naive. The the girls that go up the middle with Taylor and Q and Nikki and Aubrey and Ray and even behind the dish with Aubrey or Anya and Sydney, um, you know, they're doing a great job. They're just out there working hard, showing the new athletes what we really expect. There's two things I'm really interested to in seeing about this team. First off, I have never in my 15 years of covering the baseball and softball never typed in a batting average for Nikki Cook of six to start <laughs> off with. That is incredible. A season batting average of .6. I mean, that, that, that is unheard of. So can't you duplicate that kind of success again this year? And then Alyssa Milton, she played shortstop or freshman year. Hot corner last year. 
She's not going to be on the right side of Diamond. It sounds first like base. It. I mean, she's learning. She, she's Mr., uh, Miss, Miss Versatility at, uh, here at GGC. She's uh, uh, learning a completely new position again. Opening day, February 9th, right here at the Grizzly Softball Complex versus Coastal Georgia in a doubleheader. We will broadcast that game live for you right here on the Grizzly Digital Network. All right, Dale, we're going to go across the sidewalk over to the Grizzly Baseball <laughs> Complex with Brad Stromdahl and a group that has had a very good preseason, and it's at the point in the program's development where now they're getting national honors and national recognition no longer we the new kids on the block we've established ourselves marcus mccorkle a preseason all-american grizzlies check in at number 12 in the preseason poll but this is not the grizzlies of the past we're talking about seven new starters in the offensive lineup possibly on opening day for brad stromdahl yeah if you've been reading the the position previews i think you get the sense that there's a little uncertainty about what could transpire offensively but I don't think there's going to be uncertainty when we hit May in the AI Championship. This team may take some lumps offensively early, but this team has the talent. They just need at-bats. They just need to go through some of the battles, some of the failures maybe uh, of, a, of a long baseball season. But pitching is going to carry this team. They've got a talented and a, a ton of arms that uh, – can hold down the opposition while the offense learns how to put some runs on the board. Yeah, absolutely. Pitching is going to be the strong suit. And you think about back to years where we went to the World Series and and, and played uh, Faulkner here at home and beat the Faulkners and the Tennessee Wesleyans of the world, we had great pitching. And so I think the Coach Dromdahl and the coaching staff has kind of taken it back a little bit. Okay, what you've got five years, four years of, of, of data that we've been here at GGC, so what What were our best teams? And it came back into pitching. And, again, Grizzly fans, you're not going to know their names right now, but I guarantee you after this first weekend series versus Missouri Baptist, you're going you're gonna to understand who a lot of these new faces is. We had the opportunity to talk to Brad Stromdahl and ask him a simple question. What do you know about your team today? Uh, well, we lost 19 players total. And so, really, our, our goal was to go young. And, you know, they're not all junior college transfers. We have six freshmen. Um, we redshirted four freshmen last year, and so those guys are redshirt freshmen that have a year of experience and practice and watching games and understanding how we, uh, you know, how we go about our business. And so, really, it's a collective whole. I don't think that there's going to be one single person that's like really, hey, you know what, we're going to really lean on that guy. It's we need leadership from Marcus McCorkle. We need Tony Salvaggio and, Fra and Brandon Frazier to step up and you know do some good things. We need the pitching staff to to rely on what Coach Les has done in the in in his preseason meetings and. In in his bullpens in the fall um, really it's just the collective whole and then it's us getting them our coaching staff getting them ready to be able to go out there and compete at the highest level possible right now you know it looks like it's going to be mid 50s the whole week and you know there's I got you got no complaints let's play some baseball and you know we've we've been waiting for nine months to get back to here and um, that's what's exciting so there's there's no issues and we'll deal with anything that comes our way and we'll take it in stride and hopefully we can put a put a good product on the field. Thursday's going to be exciting. It's going to be the 200th home game Whoa. at the Grizzly Baseball Complex. How about that? So 200. I'm you've been, you've been reading in yes. your office. I, I've been doing some research, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we are excited about it. It's it's opening day. It's the start of the season, Thursday, January 25th, 1 o'clock, versus number 6 Missouri Baptist. I'll put you on the spot, Dale. How much do you invest into the 6 by Missouri Baptist and the 12 by GGC? Preseason polls, the old adage is you can throw them out. Yeah. Uh, it's Kind of based on last year, you know, Missouri Baptist did go to the World Series. Very talented team, won 45 games. Um, 
but you, you just don't know what, what, what they have. I'll tip my hand. That's why, that's why the NAI doesn't come out with another poll until that's about March. true, very true. Like six weeks into the season. <laughs> yeah. I'll tip my hand just a little bit. Here's a sneak preview. I'm going to crack the door open just a little bit to the opening monologue at 1245 on Thursday. Last night, Missouri Baptist got their World Series rings, and it was all over Twitter. And I guarantee you the Grizzlies in that locker room down the road. They're not ignorant. They saw it. I'm sure they didn't. I know they didn't comment or like or tweet or none of that stuff, but they saw it. I know they saw it, and they're going to want to get after Missouri Baptist. So we're looking forward to that. One o'clock start time on Thursday. Three game home weekend series Friday, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You don't want to miss it. We'll have all the exciting play by play action for you right here on the Grizzly Digital Network. All right, Dale, let's uh, hop in the car, go down Collins Hill Road, and stop over at the GGC Tennis Complex as we take a look at uh, GGC Women's Tennis. And, Dale, Grizzly fans are going to be – you thought Brad Stromdahl had a new roster and a new starting lineup. Grizzly fans are going to be lost when Chase Hodges puts the doubles lineup together and then that singles lineup because you're not going to see names like Judith Von Frainhoven, Kiara DeSalvo, Clara Donalova, Alona Vasilieva, or Valeria Poda. You're talking about more than a dozen All-American honors gone to graduation. Yeah, but the fall was very successful for the uh, GGC women's program, and they and they used that fall to, to get ready for the spring. Uh, Emerald Abel uh, – Won the ITA South Regional at at the GGC Tennis Facility and uh, did very well at the Oracle Cup. Uh, Maggie Brew uh, was her doubles partner. And they went to the finals. I mean, the talent's still there. <laughs> and so to it's just a, new names, just new names. So that's the standard of excellence will still exist for Chase Hodges. A 37 match winning streak, which is the third longest in collegiate athletics. Regardless of gender, regardless of level, if you are playing college sports and you play GGC women's tennis, you have the third longest active winning streak at 37 games. They all don't know about you, but I'm going to be a big, big fan of Big Ten women's lacrosse. Do you know why? Maryland. Yeah, Maryland's women's lacrosse is the second longest active win streak, and so I'm going to be rooting for all of Maryland's women's lacrosse opponents this season. So uh, we'll have breaking news here on the Grizzly Digital Network if, if, if GGC women's tennis ever moves up. To, to number two on that on that active and list, and there's a potential upset you may be calling for Maryland. I, we're, we're, I'm, I'm, yeah, I've got a date circled. <laughs> I've got a date circled. I'll, when, it, when it presents itself, I will bring that to everyone's attention. But I want to see him play a little bit first. I'm the only person breaking out Big Ten women's <laughs> lacrosse right now. But yes, I, I do have a shot. I want to call. We'll do we'll do that later, maybe on a podcast. Um, but for now, had a chance to talk to Chase Hodges and what his team is lacking the most in absence of those seniors. Yeah, we just don't have much experience, uh, I mean, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we do have two starters back from last season um, with Emerald Abel and Margarita Abreu, um, but that's it. So, you know, you got six spots. We got two two starters that um, have won a national title. Um, but, you know, we got four other players that are going to be in the lineup. They're going to be brand new. And uh, or there'll be a returner maybe that wasn't in the lineup. So we're going to have to uh, get the experience, get the match play in, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun for me personally. I think that you know last year's team went 26 and 0, pretty much ran through everybody. This season it's going to it's going to be uh, uh, we're going to have to really come together as a team and support each other and believe in one another. Women's side, we got a really young team. Um, you know, I think that a lot of our competition may be looking at us as an, as an opportunity for them to kind of, you know, take that number one spot, win a national title. But, um, you know, all we're concerned about right now is ourselves. I feel like we got a 
really solid team that could be very, very good. Um, you know, when you look at our roster from top to bottom, obviously we got a lot of new faces. So um, from what we saw in the fall, I think a, a lot of our women's players really stepped up and, and played great tennis for us. Um, but ultimately, I think what it's going to come down to is are we capable of stepping up when the lights are on and the pressure's there and, uh, you know, we're going to be going for a three-peat on the women's side. Talked about some of the fall success with Emerald and Maggie at the Oracle yeah. Cup and, and the ITA. There's also some uh, newcomers. I mean, you got to replace the seniors that you lost. Uh, two that are going to be very standout, uh, Gabrielle Robinson and uh, – Hanar Munoz, uh, a lefty in in in, yeah. in in Hanar, and she she went to the final of the ITA South Regional and um, has has experience playing in the postseason of the NAIA. So they will be uh, expected to play some uh, at, at some key positions. Yeah, very transfer heavy roster for for Chase Hodges. So they may be new to GGC tennis, definitely not new to competitive, successful collegiate tennis. And I think that's what Coach Hodges is looking to get to meld together to keep this 37 match winning streak. Alive, and they'll do that on February 1st as the Grizzlies travel to USC Aiken to start their season in a dual match with GGC men's tennis. Already, Dale, 2-0 and on the season. That might have slid under the fall radar for some Grizzly fans there. The winning streak, the longest winning streak in all of collegiate, uh, all of collegiate athletics, regardless of gender, regardless of level. 57 matches still intact for Chase Hodges' squad as they 4-for-4 uh, four four from national titles in the NAI, and they look to continue that streak here going into the spring. And what a fall that they had. Uh, you know, I already picked up a couple dual uh, victories, um, and then – Kevin Confederek, I mean, pretty much stapling, putting his stamp on collegiate tennis and yeah. definitely in the individual part of the season, uh, winning another national championship, double Super Bowl, and then going all the way to the quarterfinals of the ITA Fall National Championships. I mean, the, the sky's the limit with this men's team. And I am going to try my best. It may take me an entire four months to do it by the time we get to the national championship. But it's going to be my goal to put Kevin Confederek's career in perspective because there's not going to be another Grizzly like him ever or another collegiate tennis player ever that has the awards, the plaque, the accomplishment, and more so than anything else, the character that he has. The way he conducts himself on the court, uh, I, I'm going to be hard at work on my keyboard trying to figure that out. But for the time being, it's going to be um, some new faces as well, some transfers that come in. And you heard uh, from Chase Hodges uh, earlier. We're going to hear from him now. And what's the most difficult part for Chase Hodges and GGC men's tennis of always having the target on your back? Yeah, 57 in a row. I mean, that's uh, hard to believe. But, you know, the way that we've got our guys programmed, I'll be honest with you, a lot of them don't know that. And, you know, we do have some some good leadership, which I think will be um, very, very vital to our success. Uh, G. Lod Berman, um, Kevin Confederak, um, you know, those two guys are, are seniors that have been around a long time. Um, but we do have some talented freshmen that have come in and uh, some guys that you may have seen around, uh, but they've just become eligible uh, that I think are going to be just really, really solid for us. Um, you know, we do have uh, a lot of talent. You know, that's one of the things that when you look at the roster on the men's side, I think from a talent standpoint, we are no doubt the most talented team in the country. Now, can we transition that into a, a five-peat? That's the goal. This is going to be a challenging schedule that the Grizzlies are going to be playing, but I think they're up to the task. Uh, yeah. They start off against USC Aiken. Uh, February 1, but they got the Citadel, a Division One team coming to uh, Lawrenceville, and 
um, Lynn, a Division Two program, uh, they just have uh, a ton of uh, quality opponents, all levels, Division One, Division Two. Emory, a very strong uh, defending national champion at the Division Three level, and uh, it, it could be one of the most challenging schedules he's played. And I think you know that that that's got the the guy's attention. I'm going to do my best to remain as calm as possible during the season because if I get overly excited now, but in preseason, before the season even starts, before we even hit one tennis ball, before we even beat one opponent, I will be burnt out by May because I'm telling you guys the best kept secret in Gwinnett County is down there at the GGC tennis facility. You guys need to get down there, check it out. It's some it's not just some of the best tennis, it's some of the best athletes that we have around and and they win at such a high level and I'm telling you, this team is destined for something special. I'm just telling you from being at practice, talking with a lot of new faces, this team is special. This 57-match winning streak, I'll say it, and if this comes back to bite me, I'll own it, Dale. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. And so don't miss your opportunity to literally witness greatness with this team. The expectations are through the roof. I'm sorry, Chase, I'm going to do this to you, but I, I, I am so looking forward to this tennis season for GGC men's tennis. And just come out to the GGC tennis facility because it's one of the best yeah. places to watch a, a match. I mean, you get to view – 12 courts at the same time. I yeah. mean, it's it's fantastic, uh, the the accommodations that that facility has. So from a fan's perspective, you get what you want. I mean, yeah. you get to see high-quality tennis, um, but then you get a nice – you get shade. You get, I mean, you get, you get a lot of – You get a lot um, of glory, too. Yes. We get some glory down yes. there as well. <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's spectacular the facility that they have yeah absolutely again their season resumes february 1st in aiken south carolina versus division two usc aiken they'll make their home appearance against the citadel later uh the very next week or the very next day i believe on uh, february 2nd uh dale empty the notebook here as we get out of here yeah just really excited about the the season upcoming uh covering the four teams uh baseball softball men's and women's tennis just uh all six teams are ranked I yeah. mean, uh, you know, with the soccer's ending the season, I mean, all six teams are ranked in the top 20. I mean, that is just fantastic. Uh, uh, men's and women's tennis, are all four teams are also looking to defend a title of some sort. Yep. And so it, uh, it should be a very exciting spring. In the words of Kyle Norton, it is a great day to be a Grizzly, and that is a great example of it there from Dale Long. Dale, greatly appreciate it, my man here. Good luck this season. It's going to be a long, busy season for us, but I think a season we're looking, looking forward, forward to. to yeah, yep. absolutely. So it'll do it here. Uh, a season preview for Grizzly Athletics Spring Sports. Folks, we'll be back to our regular scheduled program next week for Beyond the Glory podcast. We'll continue to have um, Ned Colgrove on as a co-host. We'll continue to have our weekly guest of student athletes and coaches, too, as well throughout the season. And greatly appreciate everyone's patience through uh, the weather and the, the the forecast and all the crazy things we've had to deal with here in Atlanta. But we're looking for some consistency. We're looking for some action this Thursday as GGC baseball takes on Missouri Baptist. One o'clock first pitch. We'll have the pregame coverage for you beginning at twelve forty-five right here on the Grizzly Digital Network. And Dale, most of all, we're looking for some glory. Looking back, looking forward to be back behind the mic and having you guys on the other side of the Grizzly Digital Network. That'll do us for us here on this week's edition of Beyond the Glory. Go Grizzlies! Let's go Grizzlies!